Hey guys, welcome to a special version of Topics on My Mind. It's not live, but it is going to be on Premiere. And no, it will not be in 4K, because apparently you put it in 4K and you try to Premiere it. Uh, it doesn't go to 4K. Well, it does, but you get the idea. Uh, but anyway, um, wanted to come on here and have a few topics to discuss today. Uh, some interesting ones. Of course, this is Election Day, and by the end of today, if not this week, if not this month, we should find out who our next president will be. Whether we're keeping the same president or we're getting someone new, uh, we will find out. But anyway, got a few topics to talk about. So without further ado, guys, let's talk about them, shall we? Okay, so the first topic is basically what it says, as best as I could spell it out. Uh, Newsom. Yeah, Gavin Newsom, our governor here in California, uh, is in a bit of hot water, um, if you will. Uh, basically, you have about seven to possibly eight mayors from major cities here um, in the state urging this guy to allow the theme parks from Universal, Six Flags, Disneyland, you name it, to reopen uh, with modifications. In other words, um, you know, allow them to do what other you know, theme parks around the country, like in Florida and in Texas, are doing right now. Basically reopening, but with the modifications that prevent the spread of the virus. So, yeah, you know, seven to eight people have uh, basically sent a letter to him, basically trying to get him to uh, change his tone, let them reopen. And these are Democratic mayors that are doing this, so that kind of tells you that even the Democratic Party, you know, here in California, are not too thrilled with Newsom's you know, decision-making when it comes to uh, trying to make things safe and workable and try to, you know, get the economy back up and running again. Uh, you also have, basically, uh, this organization um, that's uh, about theme parks and stuff like that, uh, Disneyland and Universal, basically, that are part of it, that are threatening to sue, according to some reports. In fact, in fact, Clownfish TV reported this in a recent video. That is one of the things that Disney and Universal may work on together um, is to sue, along with I think, I, like I just mentioned, the group that they're a part of. They may end up suing, taking uh, Gavin Newsom to court over these decisions, um, and even a judge out of Southern California, a major judge on the California Supreme Court uh, basically said, or county court, basically, you know, this person has the power to, uh, you know, stop someone like Newsom in their tracks. Um, even has ordered Newsom, or basically has ordered Newsom to, you know, stop doing what he's doing, basically because he's overstepping his boundaries. In other words, he's doing things that are not uh, right. They're not part of legislation. They're not you know, they're not this or that, because there are limits to even what a governor in power can do. And the governor basically may think he has all this unlimited power, but he does not. And that's what this one judge is saying. Hey, look, you know, I'm bad. I'm stopping you right now from doing what you're doing, because basically you're hurting the state more so than anything else. Now, there are going to be people, obviously, that will come out and try to defend him, whether it's in his cabinet, whether, you know, it's, you know, uh, people that work alongside him, 
or even regular everyday people like you and me, you know, there will be some that will come out and defend them and say, yeah, you guys don't get it. You guys don't get it. You want this virus to get to you really badly? He's doing the justified thing. He's doing the right thing. He's taking it slow, by step. You know, they will defend. And no offense when I make that impression, but that's basically what some people, whether they work alongside him in his cabinet or people that just support him, they're going to point that out, that he's doing the best job possible by basically making sure that nobody is infected by this virus. Now, some will look at this, and obviously the Democratic mayors that are against this and other people that are against this, thinking this is going too far, they might all agree, even with those people, everyday people like you and me, that feel it's going too far and that it's been long enough, that maybe the one thing that's, you know, preventing Newsom from opening this is not just the relation to Nancy Pelosi. Or the election, which concludes tonight, possibly. But mainly, it deals with the fact that, you know, and, and this is just my opinion, but I've always had this vibe this vibe coming off of this guy. Uh, anytime he does his update, you know, conferences or briefings, like he's scheduled to do one tomorrow, uh, it feels like he's talking more about the country more than the state at times. And the way he presents himself, feels like he's trying to campaign for presidency. And I, I don't know if I'm the only one that's got that feeling, but it feels like that. It also feels like it's, you know, this is somebody that, you know, they, in their mind, as a family person uh, themselves, may have the best intentions, you know, for the state uh, in, you know, in order. But in reality, the problem, the, they have to, but in reality, they're thinking more along the lines of their family more than the state. In other words, they're thinking, what's the best directive to go with the sa- when it comes to the safety of their family than over the people that live in this state? Some may even point out that maybe he's a germaphobic because he's so determined to give uh, Los Angeles and Anaheim into that yellow tier or into that third tier that allows them to open uh, with modifications. Whatever the case may be, whatever the situation may be, or whatever, however you feel about it, you know, there's always going to be some. There's always going to be somebody looking at what he's doing as not being the right way to run a state, and uh, excuse me there. And basically, right now, you know, again, I don't know if the recall Gavin Newsom thing uh, worked. I didn't see it on the ballot or anything. So, or it might be put on a ballot next February because it still needs petitions, needs a number of signatures. Excuse me. And after what's been going on recently with him being in the news, I would not be surprised if maybe that happens. And perhaps it goes into a new ballot that we vote on in a special election next February. Uh, It all depends. But right now, you know, when you have seven to eight mayors, Democratic mayors from different cities, writing in and saying, hey, you know, let's work something out. Let's get this stuff opened again. And then you'll have Disney and Universal and uh, the organization, uh, the theme park organization they're associated with threatening to sue. And then you got this judge in this one county, this Supreme Court judge saying, hey, enough's enough, Newsome. You're overstepping your boundaries. Yeah, I. it doesn't look really good for Gavin. And the only thing I can think he could do tomorrow is come out and say, all right, fine, 
will reopen California, but it's going to be with modifications. You know, that's the only thing that he could do, is to reopen the state tomorrow with modifications. But let's say he doesn't. Let's say he just says, okay, Disneyland, Universal, you know, you guys can reopen finally. You guys can get back into business, you know, finally. The reason he won't straight up and say the whole state could do it is because he would know that basically um, a lot of people would suspect that this whole, oh, let's slow down California from reopening, one of the wealthiest states, or supposedly one of the wealthiest states economy-wise in the country, if not the world, let's slow it down until the election's over so that whatever happens, that's what will be our decision. And, and he realizes that if he reopens the whole state, that that's just playing into the whole proof of, oh, so it was just about the election. So, yeah, Newsom right now uh, is in, deep, in some deep doo-doo, we'll put it that way. He's in some deep, deep, uh, unswimmable water uh, when it comes to the people that um, are not happy with his decisions. I mean, again, everybody probably understands why he's doing it, but some people are like, okay, we get it, we understand it, and we understand you're doing this for the benefit of your family, perhaps, and maybe kind of, kind of get you, perhaps... Or get you some favoritism and support towards a potential 2024 presidential run. But, you know, it's one thing to do all that. But it's another not to think, okay, I'm doing what's best for my family and what's best for my chances at a 2024 run. But what's best for the people that live in the state that I'm running? So, uh, yeah, it's basically one of those situations right now for Newsom and... I don't know what the end result is as a recall situation, but if he does get recalled, then yeah, he's going to pretty much have to own up to some of the decisions he made and admit maybe he didn't make the best decisions um, as a, that a governor should. But anyway, that's the end for topic number one. Let's move on to topic number two. Okay, so topic number two, well... Uh, I usually come on here and do a separate video myself on this, but uh, figured I'd lump it in here with topics on my mind. Uh, but yeah, Christmas music has started back up. And in fact, if you go on Facebook um, or you Google it, uh, basically everybody's talking about the fact that Mariah Carey is saying that it's now time to put out the Christmas music. It's now time to play it. In fact, her all I, in fact, Mariah's song. Her classic iconic song, All I Want for Christmas is You, is back in the Billboard's top uh, 50 uh, for the first time in quite some time. So, yeah, basically Mariah's coming out and saying it's time for the Christmas music to come back on. It's time for Christmas to really start up, to get that feeling. And the reason I bring this up is because almost 24, after, 24 hours, I should say, after Halloween, uh, <laughs> Christmas music started back up. Yeah, 20, 24 hours, not, well, not even 24 hours. I would say a little after midnight, that's when the Christmas music started up. I played it, I played it on Sunday morning to kind of get an idea, and it was, and it was already there. It's like, it wasn't even 6 or 7 in the morning or 8 in the morning yet, well, it was a little after 8, and I turned on my television and just out of curiosity, I went to the Sounds of the Seasons Music Choice channel, and lo and behold, it was there. You know, it was there. It was all um, already playing. 
As a matter of fact, I didn't turn on my television just yet, but I watched um, I watched it through the Music Choice uh, through my uh, Xfinity Stream app, which I went to uh, the Sounds of the Seasons uh, Choice channel on that, and that's how I kind of figured out, yep, you know, it's a uh, uh, Christmas music has started. <laughs> and uh, the song that I was listening to was off of Carrie Underwood's new uh, Christmas album, Christmas album that she has out right now. And it's a pretty song too. I think the radio network, I think the radio stations out there are playing it. But yeah, Christmas music is back up and running. Um, I know some people may say that if they're going to do it, they should wait until the end of thank, uh, the day after Thanksgiving to do it or the day of Thanksgiving. But I think right now what we're going through, I think we need this kind of stuff. And I really don't mind it whatsoever. It's become sort of a tradition that now you have Christmas music starting back up again. So, you know, they, so there you go. You know, it's um, it may be out of the ordinary for some people, but I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. I, I enjoy it. I, I like what... Um, you know, I, I like the fact that, you know, Music Choice, you know, through various cable outlets, you know, they do this. They say, hey, look, you know, we're not going to wait till after Thanksgiving or we'll wait till December. Let's get people in the mood now. And that's what they're doing. I mean, look at Hallmark. Hallmark last month, actually, in the middle of last month, October, started up the countdown to Christmas deal. And now, as of this past Sunday, the first of no, the first of the month, as of this past Sunday... Um, basically they now got the whole, uh, Christmas season, uh, lineup of movies premiering every day, which means, you know, for my mom, unless they've already taken them off, I'll put them on hiatus, you know, for my mom, she doesn't get to watch her Golden Girls reruns, um, when she does, it's just going to be Christmas movies, which she doesn't mind, actually, she likes the Hallmark stuff, but yeah, Christmas music is back on, and... Um, I don't know about the soft rock station of Music Choice, if they're doing it yet. I know that Sounds of the Seasons are. But like I said, it's back. And uh, it didn't even take less, it didn't even take, you know, 24 hours. It took less than that. It's like as soon as midnight hit or a little after midnight, that's when all of a sudden you go from the Halloween-inspired music to Christmas music. So yeah, Christmas music is back on. Uh, let me know what your guys' thoughts on that. And now, let's move on to topic number three. Okay, so our third topic, um, it's actually a little bit of good news if you're a supporter of Hashtag Rally for Sally. Um, basically, I just re recently read on Twitter that they have reached a certain goal. They got the attention of Sega Team and Sega of America, and now it looks like they're another step closer to getting Sally either in the games or official part of the Sonic franchise once again in some major capacity. Um, so yeah, basically the Rally for Sally thing is working, it's paying off, it's gotten the attention of Sega Team, Sonic Team, if you will, Sega Sonic Team I should say, uh, more so than ever. And now the next, and now we're just waiting to see what the next step is going to be, or they're waiting for the next step to see what it's going to be. But yeah, the Rally for Sally thing seems to be paying off. Um, Recently, of course, I did one uh, featuring the MKTO song Classic, which I used before as part of a PMV about two years ago. 
And uh, speaking of PMV, someone used that for a Spike and Rarity video, uh, a PMV that they did. So it's a good, and it's a good song to use. And it, to me, it represents uh, Sally's character in, in a definite way that a lot of people would agree with. But yeah, again, it looks like the hashtag Rally for Sally campaign is paying off because now it sounds like uh, they're a step closer to getting something uh, done, some kind of major um, thing done uh, as far as, you know, what it entails to what Sally's role may be um, in a Sonic game in the future if that happens or in any portion of the Sonic franchise. Um, I know some fans would like to see her in the IDW comics, and maybe that might be something that work, gets worked out, you know, as sort of a um, constellation, like, okay, she's not going to be in the games, but we'll allow her into the IDW comics, who knows, you know, maybe they'll decide, okay, it's a constellation, she's not going in the games, but guess what, we'll allow her to make an appearance in the next Sonic uh, movie, in the, in the sequel, um, how they do that is up in the air, I mean, I know a lot of people like myself have said that we would like to see her be somebody that emerges out of the shadows uh, in the mid-credits or post-credits scene after talking to Tails and maybe even talking to Sonic. And then you hear maybe Sonic acknowledge her by name. You know, and I've said it before, can you imagine, you know, what that theater is going to sound like, you know, when it gets to a decent capacity, and it should be by then, what that theater is going to sound like once her name gets mentioned on in that in that uh, moment of the sequel, it's just going to blow. I mean, people are going to blow that theater's roof off, <laughs> literally, with excitement. So who knows? That that might be a constellation. You know, and maybe she'll end up as a playable character, um, you know, in Sonic, you know, speed, Sonic Forces Speed Battle and Sonic Dash. Who knows? Um, I know some people would be surprised if maybe perhaps Sega said, Hey, Nintendo... We know you got a couple more slots for your next uh, DLC fighter. Would you want to put Sally Acorn in there? And they'd be like, well, who is she? Oh, she's uh, part of the Sonic the, Fran Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. She's kind of the princess in that show. Or in that, you know, in that franchise. Oh, really? Yeah, can, you know, and think about the dream matches they could do. Sally against Peach, Sally against Daisy, Sally against Zelda. So, who knows, maybe that might happen. But, again, it looks like they're taking the next step. It looks like the next step's going to be taken... And I've got a feeling maybe before the year's out, um, we might hear something uh, come out of this. Um, but, yeah, it's a wait-and-see kind of game. But, yeah, it sounds like they're making some major progress and can't see what the next step is. So, on to, so with that said, let's move on to our last and final topic. Okay, so our last and final topic um, basically is Pony Life, and Pony Life is officially making its debut on Discovery Family this Saturday. Now, I know there was a lot of confusion ever since this was announced of exactly where is Pony Life going to land. Uh, you know, people thought, you know, originally was it going to, you know, land on, you know, Discovery Family, and when the original scheduled debut for it uh, was removed, you know, people speculated, okay, where would it end up? Would it still go to Discovery Family? You know, would it go somewhere else? Would it go to Cartoon Network? Where would it go? And over time, people speculated, would it end up on YouTube? Would it end up as a streaming service like Netflix or Amazon Prime? You know, people kept wondering. And then all of a sudden, you started seeing some advertisements stating, oh, it's going to YouTube. Coming soon to YouTube kind of deal. It would, 
anytime you had a new ad and promotional material for it, it would end with coming soon to YouTube. And now we'll get an official word that this Saturday we're going to get Pony Life um, on um, Discovery Family. It's going to air at around 11.30 a.m. Pacific time, as far as I know, my time. So it'll be like the last thing you see before they decide to go into the afternoon lineup, which I think starts off with Cake Boss or something. Excuse me. So yeah, uh, Pony Life, officially North American-wise, U.S.-wise, on television, is making its debut this Saturday on Discovery Family. And again, what a journey it's been because... You know, everybody kept wondering, okay, where is it going to land? We know we know that it already, at this time, before this debut, it already debuted in Canada on its Treehouse TV, I think, and in other places, in other parts of the world. But, you know, as far as the U.S. is concerned, nobody knew exactly what it was going to land at. I mean, again, originally everybody thought it was going to end up on the same, you know, network that Friendship is Magic was, but then it was taken out. People thought maybe it could be Cartoon Network. People thought it could be a streaming service. You know, Nickelodeon. Everybody was speculating on what it could be. And, you know, YouTube became probably the biggest um, destination or obvious destination because of the uh, format that the show is you know, the show uh, utilizes. But, nope, we're finally going to be getting it this Saturday and Sunday on Discovery Family. And all I can say is it took long enough to finally get something nailed down. I, I think I think the reason Discovery Family, in my opinion, was probably hesitant about it is because, one, they may have not known exactly, you know, what kind of structure and format they were going to get with the show. And, you know, two, they had, at the time, many other shows, you know, as part of the Saturday morning lineup. So they wanted to try to figure out, okay, if we, how, how are we going to put this on Saturday mornings? And they probably came up with many different scenarios, like, okay, maybe we'll put an 11-minute episode here, and then that's it, or whatever. Uh, but no, instead, they waited it out. And I think also they wanted to wait until the entire first season was complete to make sure that they had all the episodes needed, officially, to put it on the air. So I look at it as several different scenarios. Like, they, at first, they weren't too sure, they weren't too sure, I should say, of what... Uh, the format was going to be like, and then on the other hand, you know, they wanted to probably wait until all the episodes had already aired before debuting it. Um, I don't think they wanted to take any chances of spoilers getting out there, even though pretty much by now, everybody from Dr. Wolf to the Bronies React crew, consisting of AC Race Best, Toodles, Saber Spark, you know, Jack's Blade, Silver Quill, you know, even though they pretty much have already seen it and reacted to it. Uh, there are still those that have yet to see it, and now they're going to finally get that chance. So, yeah, Pony Life is debuting. Um, hopefully it'll do good, and we'll just see what happens. But, yeah, it took, like I said, it took long enough to, for it to get to this point. You know, because, again, it went through this whole roller coaster of, okay, where is it going to go? What direction? Where is it going to land? And now we're finally getting it definitively on Discovery Family where originally it was going to end up in the first place until I guess this whole virus situation, this pandemic, you know, kind of switched things around or something and then it made people guess exactly, okay, what will be the destination for this uh, for this new series, this one point, 
this 4.5 series, if you will, of MLP. You know, because one thing everybody was worried about is, okay, if Pony Life ends up someplace else, okay, fine, but, you know, how are we going to find it if it goes to Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon? Because their main focus at times is either Teen Titans Go or Spongebob. You know, so... Uh, logically, like I said, everybody pinpointed at YouTube as being the alternative, probably being the destination uh, for the show, along with the possibility that Discovery Family could still pick it up and air it, and it looks like that's exactly what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, officially Pony Life is heading to Discovery Family. It might also end up on YouTube um, as well um, later on after its initial airing. Oh, an episode's initial area, I should say. So, um, uh, you know, at least it's something, at least it's some kind of pony content that, you know, it's, it's going to be new to a lot of people that haven't seen it yet, as well as it's going to be repetitive to those that have, but still, finally being able to see it on network television, uh, in my opinion, is worth it. It really is. So, yeah, that's about it, guys, for this short, very short topics on my mind uh, for today, the 3rd of November, Election Day. Uh, let me know what you guys all think down below. Comment if you like. I'd love to hear from each and every one of you. And I am out. Thank you. Have a good day.